Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles Podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. I have a great guest. Um, I finally tracked her down. Uh, well, I sent her a text. Um, she's incredible. You might have seen her on the Jimmy Fallon show. She has a half hour on Comedy Central. And she's on Joe Para Talks With You as the love interest. She wouldn't know. You guys seem like uh, brother and sister in that show. <laughs> I think actually brother and sisters have sex more than you do with Joe. With, with Joe in that show. I mean, <laughs> I think you grab his pinky once and the whole crowd goes fucking wild. But it's, I love the show. I really do. It just Andrew, can me- I, can I just ask you something? Yeah, um, I have a lisp. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, if you, <laughs> if you, okay. I don't know if you, have you ever like had an on-screen like kiss before? It's the worst. Like, yeah. have you ever, do you go for it? Are you like, no, I'm going to play it cool. Like, are you exuding sexual energy on screen? Like, what's your strategy? Um, okay, well, I lied before. It was, like, for, like, a computer. Like, a, like it wasn't even <laughs> on. It, it was, like, not even on, like, a screen. You know? It was, it, I don't even, it was entered into some kind of film festival, but it was, like, three minutes. And I did one kiss in the bathroom. I tilted my head. I closed my eyes. And uh, and I kissed her lips, but I didn't use tongue. Uh-huh. I would feel it's very un- yeah. I mean, you. I don't know you guys other than the anal scene, which is very like out of nowhere in episode one in the first minute. Which I was like, they don't even date yet. <laughs> I mean, that was nuts when you put on the strap on and. Fuck Joe in the ass was just wild, really. Um, no, uh, why? How do you feel? I mean, yeah, you're not, you don't seem like them. I, I feel like you're kind of freaky, you know, once you close the doors. That's so nice of you to say. I'm actually not, but I think that, like, it would be, it's kind of, it's like, you know, maybe if you're comfortable with PDA, like doing it on camera is like maybe a, maybe it's a little bit more comfortable, but if, I'm not really into PDA at all. You're also dealing with Joe Para, who comes <laughs> off like a, like, I don't know, like a tree. Like, are you going to make out with a tree? Probably, you, knowing you. But, I mean, you know what I mean? You're, like, going, it's hard. you're going on the airwaves calling Joe Para a tree. <laughs> I'm putting that down. Write it down. A well. tree with glasses. But. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you were a little hesitant, he's not going to, like, pull you in and be like, don't worry about the cameras, Joe. Joe's got you. The tree. I just, I heard a story about, um, about Milo Ventimiglia. You know him? Um, no. He plays Jess on Gilmore Girls, and he's also on, um, what's that show that everybody talks about that's on, um, that, that was Mandy Moore. 
Um, hmm. This is us. He's on. This is us. Okay, I heard it's okay. sad. I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem like like I would be surprised if you watched it. But oh, so, don't you dare! What you, you don't just think? Seem like no, you seem like a happy guy that you're not gonna watch sad shows where you know they're catching on fire in the house. <laughs> I've seen you eat two mama también. <laughs> I get it. Listen, I'm not saying you're not highbrow. I'm just saying you're not, you know, sad brow. Yeah, there you go. But I'm, I thick, think, I'm thick brow, if you know what I mean. Hey, yo. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so what about him? He had a makeout scene with someone in Gilmore Girls, and he, he like, like whispered to her, and he's like, let's just go for it. <laughs> Isn't that something? I mean, oh, wait, I and then what it. happened? So then and they really went for it. But I mean, how much is for it? That's where you gotta. They're not taking off their clothing. The script says kiss, so they're gonna kiss. But our make out, whatever you know. But I think it's well. It's I mean, that's a cool. That's a cool move. It's a very cool move. It's 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 assertive. It makes you feel relaxed as a woman, or sure. as you know, um, you know. Let's go for it. I mean, it, you know, it's asking for consent while being declarative, you know? <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty cool. Because it's like, you will fuck me. <laughs> and then you're like, yes. But it's also like, I'm, you know. Yeah, it's a real double, double, double patty with cheese. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I love you. You're from St. Louis, where I'm at now, right? Aren't you from? I've got a lot of questions for you. Oh. I'm from, yeah, I'm from there. Yeah, yeah. You know the big Amoco sign? You know that? Have you been by there? The what? The biggest Amoco sign in the world. Oh, um, no, I it's was right busy uh, sleeping, I think. Oh, come on. You got to look up sometimes. The biggest signs of the world are in St. Louis. Okay, here's the thing. I'm on the 12th floor of a condo building. I should be able to see it from my balcony. <laughs> if this is how big this sign, I mean, this sign, how you're talking, it should, should light up the night sky. I haven't seen it. Where is it? In, it okay, I'll look. Okay, it's on Skinker and Clayton. Okay, so towards the park. Yeah. Maybe it's on the other side of the... No, it I should there. I should be able to see it. I should... Let me look right now. Okay. Well, that's where, that's where, I, that's where I grew up. Oh. No. Okay. okay. But I see your house. Thanks. I don't see the <laughs> sign, but I saw your bedroom. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Is it the third one on Clifford? Yeah, the third one on Clifford, the big red dog lane. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? He's still he's still trouncing about. Don't worry. I am worried. Yeah, he's still doing good. <laughs> what an imagination that guy had by making him red. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you think that's the craziest it'll get, and then you learn about Streganona. Who? The woman with the spaghetti. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't know enough references. You know, I didn't know this Milo guy or Spaghetti Woman, and I just oh well, you just hate Italians. But I think that once you kind of break down that kind of bias, you'll find yourself surrounded by. I don't hate all Italians. <laughs> I actually, I Italians. Have you ever been to Italy? No, I want to, but no. Have you ever been on a plane? I feel like you've never flown. Oh, I thought we were going to have a cool conversation about Italy, but turns out just nagging me. <laughs> You've never been in the air, have you, Joe? It's like, it's kind of dumpy, like you're going to stay on the ground. 
waddling around. Wait, have you been to Europe at all? I, yeah, I've been to Europe, but I've never been to Italy. And it seems oh, like where? a great place because I watch, I watch um, Kent, uh, what's his name? The guy, the very, he's like a very neutral, chalky man. Steve. Um, Rizzi? No, <laughs> he's got a travel <laughs> show. But I, I watch a lot of. Um, Steve Jobs? No. Steve. I'm I'll a... look him up later. Rick Steves. Yeah, Rick Steves. And I watched a lot of his Italian travels during the quarantine. And they made, oh, really want to I think I've Italy. seen this guy. Wait, is he the one from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? Hmm. <laughs> no, but that guy also has a... Yeah, don't worry. That guy's also out there. You know, he's eating. Yeah. That what show's a... called like, something like Please Feed Gary or something. But I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like you're very rich. You don't need free food, you prick. <laughs> what a punk ass trying to get a free meal. Meanwhile, he's got that Raymond money. Wait, I want to know how, what's the best thing you've eaten in St. Louis so far? Uh, this girl three nights ago, if you know what I mean. Ah! <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. She was on, she worked at Fallon. Where are you? Um, I, um, Oh, I honestly, I haven't, first of all, St. Louis cuisine, from mm -hmm. what I've eaten and stepped out a little bit, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went to Olio's, this place. Have you heard? Oh, yeah. I know Olio's, sure. Fantastic. I, that's where I went on a first date. We went in a greenhouse. We had our own greenhouse. Whoa. And uh, we steamed up those windows, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the hummus was hot. I was like, well, this is weird. Hummus is and really hot, you know? <laughs> Have you had a Schlafly beer yet? Come again? Schlafly? Have you had a Schlafly beer? Oh, no, I don't drink anymore. That's great. I don't really drink either. But I, apparently Schlafly's the way to go if you, you know. You've been bragging about this chicken salad. I've been, that's all I've been thinking about since this text. I haven't done anything about it, but I've been thinking about it. Really good. You're going to have a ball. What do you look for in a chicken salad? Oh my God! This do you know how? Yes, like, that's why. Obviously, okay. that's why I was texting you. Uh, okay, first of all, it's at Schwabs, 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 and that's by Forest Park. Um, yeah, there's a location by Forest Park. <laughs> so, okay, what do I look for in chicken salad? I mean, the mayonnaise has to be overflowing. I mean, I like a thick. Yeah. Give me like Dale's mayo. I want. I'm surprised there's chicken in my chicken salad. I just you are gonna love this stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all then. That's pretty much it. I mean, I'll throw some grapes in there if I want to get wild, chopped up. Huh? Okay. Well, this doesn't look great. This is very traditional: thick mayonnaise and chewy chunks of chicken. Now, Ooh. I haven't had it in a long time because I'm a vegetarian now, but I I, I I remember it being very good. Time out. Chunks. I'm not, I like shredded more than chunks. Shredded, that's what I mean. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with meat terms anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Shredded. I mean, how long have you been a vegetarian where shredded and chunked has not been in your dialogue? <laughs> you seem to be a pretty smart person that knows big words. You forgot about chunked versus shredded? I mean, how long have you been a vegetarian? What's the big difference to you? I mean, I mean is it just strings, strings versus balls? Sure. Okay. That's another way to put it. I mean, in vegetarian terms, uh, squash um, spaghetti versus squash. You're right, but sometimes when the mayonnaise is so thick, hard to know what shape the chicken's in. 
And that's what I'm telling you is you got to try this stuff. God damn, I can't wait. I'm going to freaking, oh man, I might want to go now. Wait, so how long have you been a vegetarian? I've been a vegetarian for like 10, 12, 11 years. Yeah. You know, you can tell I'm, I'm weak looking. You can tell. It, I am always surprised that you hold up your own head. <laughs> you know, I'm always surprised. Every time I see, I go, there's that girl that's barely holding up her head. <laughs> How you been? Sock puppet vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Very Pez dispenser, but like weak plastic. <laughs> like, um, no, you, you know, you have a great neck. Um, Thanks what um so how how are you where, where are you working what are you doing these days are you working on the joe Perry show again is there a third season mm, not yet but we're uh i'm well i've kind of been getting into moisturizers okay oh. so for example i'm gonna give you a little tour right Please. here right okay. here okay can you describe it though for our listener okay yeah okay well, right here this okay. is SPF. This is SPF lip balm. Okay, I put this on every fifteen minutes, and I mean, I don't know where it goes away. I must eat it, and then here we go. This wait, is wait, 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 one at a time. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Can this this blows my mind? These lip balm chapstick people. The it's it's like cleaning your ears every five seconds. I don't think you should put that much balm on your lips. Come, God made your lips, correct? Did God make your lips? Yeah, well, that's... He made, yeah. <laughs> okay. made spit in your mouth. He made a tongue, right? And a tongue goes like this, Joe. It licks the lips. <laughs> that's a bomb. That's a bomb. Yeah, you paid how much for that thing? I think this was uh, like four fifty, four fifty. Okay, that's a pretty good deal, actually. I, uh, yeah. So how so? So you're doing that 15 times. I mean, it sounds like you're a little OCD about it. If if you ask me, it just seems like it seems like the minute you put it on, you get like 10 seconds of uh, pure moisture, but then it's going away. Yeah, I know because you're focusing on the moisture of like that extreme moisture. So then when it's mm-hmm. not there, you think you have no moisture, but yeah. you still have moisture. I'm putting this on all the time, and don't even ask me about the hand cream. Ask okay, we'll get into the cream. We'll get into the cream. But the the bomb, I think you're you could overdo it and hurt. It could be a reverse. Your lips can fall off, Joe. I I don't you know. Don't even I, eat. Now you don't. Now you're bombing up to make up for it. Okay. So what's next? What's next? Here. I'm putting on this this hand cream. Okay. I'm putting on hand cream all the time, and it says you could stay hydrated all day but i don't think so not the way my skin's sucking it up first of all it's very it's cold out there it's dry i get that i've been getting very dry here i waxed my back the other day how uh, with a um some lady did it oh, oh, oh okay yeah i didn't i'm not that flexible um but um and it hurt a lot and ever since then my back's been like more sensitive like to dryness so i get it so what i'm saying is it's a tough world out there we're getting dry so so you put on this moisture wait, wait, wait. I'm yeah so sorry. can i ask a quick question about of that? course you can did she also wax your neck and buttocks she did not wax my buttocks um i actually trimmed my butt the for uh, an instagram photo to copy mateo lane the other day um 
and it felt great. I didn't realize I could just shave my ass in two seconds and feel like a whole nother person. I felt like I was 12 again, this fucking little boy's ass. It was awesome. Um, so no, cause there were no hair there. There were okay. or like little amount of hair. They waxed this part. Like that's where I used to shave, like right underneath my neck. That's really where I only grow that much hair. Like this one clump. It's like, it's like if like you had a ball uh, opposite of a bald spot on your back. And it's like, anyways, so yeah, that hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, now the hair's growing back probably worse. And it was a horrible, horrible decision, Joe. It's very vain. I thought I'd have my shirt off more in St. Louis. I don't. It's very cold here. I mean, did it, did it bother you, the hair on your back? Did, did you not like it? You know, society doesn't like it, Joe. Oh, and oh yeah. You see it in the magazine. How many magazines you you pick up a men's health and you see a guy <laughs> with a bunch of reverse bald spots on their back where it's very <laughs> hairy? I mean, you just don't see it. You don't see it. How many leading men in movies have back hair? I could tell you. It's not a lot. Wow. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. They have chest hair. Chest hair is fine. But for some reason, if the hair starts creeping on your back, women are like, get it the fuck away from me. But, are you? I yeah. mean, listen, what kind of Marvel movies are you going out for? What are you, what are you looking for here? What's the end game? Something where I can keep a shirt on, I okay. guess. Okay. Probably Iron Man. Yeah. But I don't yeah, want to put on all of that on. Why doesn't he have a summer wear? What? Why? What? What is your role? What's your favorite? What? You know, I just feel like. Do you like that? I, I look. I think a woman like you. You're a vegetarian. You live in New York. You deal with your own dry hands and mommy uh -huh. lips. You would look past some back hair, and if anything, you would maybe find it attractive because maybe it's like different. Because you're a well-educated woman, right? Well, that's very flattering. I really appreciate you saying such things. But I do think I, I do think every almost every um person every guy I've dated has had not only back hair but shoulder hair. Okay. And how did you feel? The back hair is I find different than the shoulder hair. The shoulder Dif hair different I think, is an interesting word. There, the, the, sh the shoulder hair kind of it kind of feels really like that could be that could be gone so easy it's right so there. easy yeah shoop, shoop. and uh you know i don't mind back i understand back you don't know what's going on back there so you're you're so you don't love it yeah but listen i'm the type of lady that's always got a rash so you know that's something to think about with me you know i can't go criticizing other people's hair when i got a big old rash where's this rash usually oh man it was all over the place i mean i tell you what i'd say okay it's done being back there next day whoop, it's in the front i find it everywhere and you know what's the i found out the solution um Cut off your dermis. <laughs> no, you don't. You can leave the dermis right where it is. What you do is you you buy a bottle of Head and Shoulders. You stand naked in the shower, no water, and you cover your skin with it, head to toe, 
head and shoulders, knees and toes. And then you. <laughs> they, they, why did they not put that in the title? They really. I mean, it, I must have been a dot, dot, dot. That's, that's the only. <laughs> Et cetera. Yeah. yeah. But so you cover your lather yourself with it and you stand there not doing anything for 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yeah. Is this a running clock? Do you have like a shot clock? I mean, yeah, you, got, you got to make sure it's 10 minutes and you really can't do anything. You just stand there kind of feeling cold and, and, and covered <laughs> in soap. And then after 10 minutes, you wash it up and then look at, oh, rash is gone. Interesting. So you, why, okay. I like that you're preemptive about putting the head and shoulders, shoulders uh, back to everywhere. Well, but why not just on the rash? Like, why are you, are you're, you're preemptively covering, like, let's say, you know, your lower calf, just in case the rash jumps. You don't know where this little rash is going next. It's like Carmen San Diego is going all <laughs> over the place and you got to stop it. Yeah, you cut it off. Did a doctor tell you this or was this trial and error? No, no. Amazing thing happened. I was telling my brother, oh, I got this rash, I got this rash. He goes, that's so weird. I got the same rash. I say Okay, you go to the doctor, you tell me what to do. Because, oh, you know, I, I don't trust doctors. So then, you know, I tip, my brother says, all you got to do is head and shoulders thing. I say, oh, excellent. As so we're both doing it, we're clear, clear as a cucumbers. Oh, man, knock on wood. But when you get cancer and you have to make your brother go find out what you need. <laughs> what if I had a lump here? Uh <laughs> What do I do? Yeah, no, I, it's, um, it's interesting you say that because me and my brother, my little brother and my older brother, we all have redness around our nose. It's called like sephoric dermatitis or some shit. I don't know. And forever, we've just put cortisone on here. And, and I never like, like the head and shoulders. I never like, I was like, well, why am I getting red? I'm just treating the red. And mm -hmm. then I finally YouTubed it. I mean, I've been dealing with this for 20 years. It's a YouTube. I have sephoric derm. I know there's a million videos on how not to get red. And I, 20 years later, I type it in. And uh, they said cortisone. Yeah, cortisone. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, I just use uh, Neutrogena Acne Wash because it has like sicilic acid. Mm -hmm. There should just be a game show where I have to say big doctor words. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Just give me a prescription and let me go to town because a lot of people would laugh. But, and then there's this um, hair stuff that's kind of like head and shoulders made by Neutrogena as well. And my redness has been way better. Granted, there's like a filter on this thing that makes you- It looks, you look great. Thank you. I don't see any redness. Well, what I'm saying is like, yeah, like either send your brother to a doctor or just Google it and try to figure out things before the rash comes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you find out with your life that you, at least, have you ever like, are you more of a reactionary person as opposed to like thinking ahead or no? Uh, what, give, give me an example and two choices, and then I'll be able to determine the answer. Good question. Um, you do that for me. Can you do that? For, no, 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 yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, uh, like, for instance, like, uh, let's say um, you had no oil in your car, 
would you put oil in when your car was half like a quarter oil left or would you wait until the oil's on the red the red lights flashing and you got to go oh i got to get oil okay yes i would get it when it's like fourth of the way full but i the the on the other hand you know i'm not going out and saying oh let me let me um you know, take these uh, supplements for, you know, health. I, you know, it's usually something happens and then I go and fix it. So if it's your own body, <laughs> you're like, fuck it. I'll fix <laughs> it when, when it's dying. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. if it's your car, you're <laughs> like, I got to take care of this before yeah. anything bad happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you understand. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not scotch guarding the couches, you know. But you are a vegetarian. You don't drink much. Like, you do things to... By the way, did you have more moisturizer? You said you have a ton of moisturizers. You brought yeah. out lip balm and I think I'm going to have a little squirt, if you don't mind. Just a little oh. squirt of hand cream. This is where you pretend that it's for the show, but you really wanted to do Ooh, it. Oh, like... it feels so good. <laughs> where did you... Um... So you grew up here in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, did you, you start... Do you want what? me to tell you my favorite things? Yeah, yeah. Well, not favorite oh. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were some of your favorite things? Well, have you had gooey butter cake yet? No. Yeah. I think what? I'm not, no, I haven't done anything. Well, Maybe. Do you buy food? Yeah, I go to Whole Foods. Oh, okay. Okay, they don't have gooey butter cake at Whole Foods. Sounds delicious, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but they, um, I, you know, I think that... Um, Emo's pizza is my number one favorite favorite flavor of food. Um, that's that's a really special food. Um, yeah, a lot of people talk shit about that pizza. Well, they don't know. They don't know. What don't they know? They don't know what is what it is. Okay. They're is saying, it... "Oh, it's not triangle pizza," and the thing is, it's the square beyond compare, and that's the slogan for a reason. Yeah, yeah I mean. You know, you get it all right in that title there. I, I do. I, I, I get. I like shitty pizza, so yeah. I think I would like. Like, um, I like a Domino's thin crust. Okay, this is like take it to the next level. There, then you got emos. I like a microwave French bread pizza. You ever have that growing yes. up? Wait. Okay, there's one frozen pizza that's actually very similar. Ela Elos. Oh yeah, Elios. Yeah, Elios. That yeah. is a very similar flavor profile to to Emo's pizza. That's as yeah. close you're gonna get. I like a lot of sauce. That French bread pizza growing up was fan bagel bites, fantastic. Uh, you like pizza rolls, Joe? They're too hot. <laughs> it is so true. By the time you wait for them to cool off in the middle, they need little holes for the yeah. air, for the. It's not, a good, it's not a well-designed food. No, all the steam's too, too in there. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. They are fucking hot. You ever eat something hot and then you try to uh, unburn your mouth by taking another bite? <laughs> no. Come on. I never, I never done that in my life. You've done that? Every time. Every time. Like I, something will be burning my mouth and I'll go, yeah. you know what will put this out? More fire. <laughs> Well, are you, what, what are you doing? You're heating up your food in the microwave or what, you got a microwave in St. Louis? Dude, this apartment, it's insane. I'm, really, I'm like living in luxury here. There's Two? a pool, huh? Two microwaves? Can you use the pool? 
Not yet. It's icicles right now, I think. Oh, it's an outdoor pool. It's an outdoor pool. Wow. Yeah. Come March, though, your boy, I'll probably have to wax this old back again. Who lives in this building? Is it mostly people like you? Um, what do you mean? Like good looking like cool, and cool, successful? Yeah, cool, good looking guys. Cool. No, uh, you know what? It's right by um, uh, the Jewish hospital, Barnes Jewish. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of doctors and like those kind of medical people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the average age is around like in mid 30s. It's okay. kind of like a hip area. Mm-hmm. Central West End, I guess. Um, yeah, people seem to be pretty nice. You know, the gym usually only has like two people in it. It's like, you know, it's just not that busy, which is great. Yeah. You know, I don't miss New York <laughs> at all. Did it take you a while to think about moving or were you just kind of like, let's just do it? I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast, but I'm just curious how it how it happened. Um, hmm. I guess I, I really, I didn't have that much like job opportunity. One, uh, I, I actually just moved into the city into my first time living alone in New York city. So it was like a big deal. And then, yeah, I just like, you know, and then I achieved that. And then once I was there, I realized that ah, it's not that great. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, I could live anywhere because all I'm doing is sitting in this small studio I could sit in a small studio anywhere and I might as well sit in a small studio where I'm being more creative and doing fun things. And then, you know, Nikki offered me the opportunity to be on her podcast coming up. I'll be like a co-kick side host because we had no word for co-host and sidekick. Like, so (laughs) I, yeah. So we came up with co-kick side host, which is in the middle there. Um, but uh yeah and so like i didn't really think much about it i was kind of thinking like if she offered me what at first she offered me and then we were just going to do it like this through mm-hmm. zoom i was like it'd be so much better in person and yeah and then i went to florida for like a month and i realized like oh i really don't miss new york and then i was like then i went back to new york for like a day and then i left so wow why do you have feelings of leaving New York City or well in the winter time especially when it's like it's just cold and hard to walk around with stuff like walking home with groceries it just never it just never inspires um a sense of um wanting to stay put but i do think that uh it does seem nice to live somewhere warm i st louis is not warm it's like snowing right but yeah it's it's very cold yeah uh, but i like somewhere even i don't know like my brother's living down in Florida and even just, he's got little, like a little iguanas that come say hi to him. I think that he must be living the life. <laughs> I don't see one single iguana in New York city. Uh, have you been on the subway? <laughs> no. They're there. <laughs> They're driving them now. That's what I heard. That's what I saw on the news. <laughs> iguanas are driving. <laughs> driving the subways. I heard they took over. The rats actually have grown longer tails and turned into iguanas. That's what I read. I read that. Um, it is funny because I think like you'd go to Florida and then you'll be like, it's a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I mean, Do you I, think that's, oh. I mean, there's probably a temperature for you. I'm guessing 73, 74. 
That sounds good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. What about LA? No. I know I'm afraid of that city. That city scares me, but I, I respect people that live there. I think that's an admirable thing to do, but I, that city scares me too much. But I do like the idea of being so close to Disneyland. That food looks good. The food at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Not the rides. You're in it for the food. Yeah, I'm mostly interested in the food. What's going on over there with the cuisine at Disneyland that it's, no one talks it's about? It's amazing. It's amazing, this food. I mean, you, you got to go into this corner of the internet. It's you amazing. really sound like someone that's never been on a plane. You're like, you could go to every country. <laughs> you're like talking about Epcot. You're like, you're, you're eating a schnitzel, and then it's crazy. Then you're having spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, talk to me. What's what's going on at Disneyland? Different flavored churros, and then they got oh, you know, it's kind of just wacky stuff they're doing, you know, to Rice Krispie treats. And I mean, now that I'm saying it out loud, I mean, I'm really not. I just I've never I've never been there. I can't sell it the way I should. You've never even been to Disneyland. I've been coming up with my own approaches. I just ready to go to Disney. You want me to show you some of these? These are good stuff. Wait, what? What are you showing me? Look at this. I listen. This I drew this. That's nice. What is that? An ice cream with a cucumber? (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. It's a a taco and a cone. Oh, a taco, a cone taco. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think they have that. Is it ice cream or is it? uh, (laughs) It's 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 like okay. It's warm. Looks cold, but it's warm. Okay. What else you got? Yeah, this one. This might be my favorite game. Um. I believe that is a um, caterpillar who <laughs> lost a lot of his legs holding up a, uh, some kind of cinnamon roll who they forgot to put the cream, the cream on there. And then on top of a, um, of a canoe of some sort. What is it? Bacon, egg, and cheese on cinnamon buns. Oh, it's way off. <laughs> Okay, what else we got? This is, uh, is this making my IQ better? I feel like this is the splat test. Isn't that what they call it? It's pretty, I mean, you're doing a really good job. I don't know where the rest of mine went, though. It's a problem. Uh, there must be somewhere around here. Do you want me to find them? No, we could okay. go on. Are you dating okay. anyone? Right yeah, now? I live with my boyfriend and my dog. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. First of all, tell me about this dog and his dick. <laughs> First off, tell me about this dog and its dick. (laughs) That's a a classic question. (laughs) We could get to your boyfriend in an hour. But tell me about this dog's dick, miss. Is it a male dog or female? Yeah, yeah, it's a boy. It's a boy. Balls? No, you cut. No, no. They, yeah, they neutered him at the shelter. They all, all the shelters. They're shelter. You're not coming out of the shelter with a, a dog with testicles. God, part of me so bad wanted to hear you say I bought, like a, like a Sharpay, like something that's like so far from, a a freaking uh, rescue dog. I really wanted you to buy like a sixteen thousand dollar dog. It would have really like been left turn. No one would have expected that. So you bought some mutt. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he bites for sure. Yeah, and. Uh... <laughs> Did they tell you that when they gave him to you? Um. He. Yeah. He bit pretty much right away. Uh, he's he's bitten quite a few people in my life and. 
Yeah, we got him. No, we got him. We love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many bites until you got to go? You're going back, pal. I I don't know. It's, he's testing the limits. At, at this point, he's bit. Uh, he bit uh, my boyfriend twice. He bit my cousin. He bit the dog walker. He bit. Uh, he bit my dad's pants right off. And uh, yeah, that's he's he's he, that's kind of a that's the grand total right now. No, oh, he bit a guy. Yeah, he's he's kind of he's yeah. That's First of all, these, this is the only people that it's COVID. These are the only people that have been in his life, and he's a hundred percent. He's he's eight for eight. <laughs> this, yeah, this includes before uh, quarantine. That to- the grand total. But I'm just saying, <laughs> for how many people have been around him, he's doing great. If you do percentage wise, this dog's biting more than he's not. He's got a little, you know, jacket on that says nervous. So if he walks down the streets of New York, if, and no one touches him now, but like if you were walking down the streets of New York when people were touching other people's dogs, you know, you know not to touch him because he's nervous. Okay. Nervous and ferocious, two <laughs> very different words. Nervous is, oh, he's shy. That dog should say, hey, my teeth are going to be in your arm, sir. That's what you should put on the sweater. Nervous you go with? Oh, he's nervous. What is that? Is that what they were going to put on some guy from like Columbine on their jackets? Oh, they're nervous. That dog's a killer, Joe. He's, he's sweet what, as a lamb. Big, what kind of dog is this? He's a, he looks like a 25-pound Yorkie. Oh, okay. So he's, so he, I mean, a little dog, but heavy, big Got you. Long. Small, small mouth. Yeah. No, yeah, I would say, yeah, pretty sizable mouth. Uh, and just so you know, like, just to give you a sense of how big this dog is, here's what the barks sound like. Arf! 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 Does he know a guy named Arf? <laughs> I can't. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> I can't be here anymore. Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, boy. Oh, that tickled me. Yeah, it's a good bark. <laughs> it's a good bark. I'm more of a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really good bark. That's a big dog. I can do big. I can do... That's yeah. That's a, that's a little bit smaller. I like that. Yeah, that's about the size of my dog is. If you tell me any dog in the world, I could do its bark. Any dog in the world. You did dog walking for a while, right? There's there's the rub. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get bit? I did. I got bit, and then my buddy Venmoed me twenty dollars, <laughs> and I go, I think you're about. 30 grand short, pal. You fucking prick. $20. And it was a fucking... <laughs> that's that kind of dog. It was a freaking... um, uh, uh, What's it called? A freaking... um, Dang, it's got the... Uh, Bernese Mountain Dog. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was sleeping on the couch. He was on the floor sleeping. And he's probably mad that I took the couch. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to take the floor again. That's what I told him. And then I freaking petted him in my sleep. And I think I woke him. I didn't see his nervous jacket. 
And he fucking bit me, and I was bleeding out of my hand. And then I told my buddy, and he threw me an extra 20. Wow, that's a classy dude. I hope he's still in your life. Uh, he is. That dog actually passed away. Had a horrible diarrhea. Probably should have saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sad. I, I do think my dog, he's not going to bite unless, A, you lock him in a room, or, B, you're a stranger. Okay, so if he's in a field, and if he's known you for years, you're fine. Totally fine. He's I mean, the sweetest little guy. He's gonna sh he's gonna give you lots of kisses. Now you're saying lock the door. Are you talking about your whole apartment that he has room to roam, and he's still thinking that's too small to bite? No, I, I sometimes you know if if uh, somebody comes to the door, say you know say our ceiling broke, okay, and we need somebody to come repair it. If I'm saying, okay, okay, Loaf, you got to go away because I don't want you biting this guy that's going to fix our ceiling. If I shove him in a room, he's going to get kind of mad about that. He's going to say, what's up with that? He also barks so much whenever I show affection to my boyfriend. He hates that. This dog sounds <laughs> terrible. He's the best. He's no, the best Joe, Joe, this is like when you date a guy who like stabs you every week, but you're like, but he takes me to the movies. Joe, it's not he's, good. And no, everyone's talking about it behind your smells, back. He smells like corn chips. He's awesome. I love this dog. Oh, he, he lets me like trim him. Chips. Oh, he lets you what? Trim him. That's pretty cool of him. Yeah. I didn't realize that he's, he lets you give him haircuts and, and <laughs> give him a spa day. What a good guy. I love this dog so much. <laughs> Yeah, because you see yourself in him. He's like, oh, me against the world, you know. <laughs> I got rashes. He's probably got a rash. I'm nervous, too. <laughs> yeah, I guess you bite in different ways. Have you ever gotten angry enough to throw a punch? I, You know what? I was just thinking about this the other day that I went through a phase as a kid where I was punching a lot of kids in the stomach. Oh, wow. Did you have yeah. your jacket on? You're nervous, <laughs> No, wait, what do you mean? You were just running up to him and punching, like, kind of just like. Yeah, I think I was, you know, I did a lot of fist fighting with my brother, and I think I just thought that was an okay way to play, so I just go up to them and punch them in the stomach, and then it actually hurt them. And I, I remember thinking I got to stop that behavior. That was when I was about nine. You were nine? And how long did this last, this behavior? I'd say about a season. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah yeah definitely was it winter or summer because winter at least was, they're padded up a little it was winter it was winter. okay I remember so you're hitting cold. someone through a few layers yeah your little nine-year-old hands it couldn't have it's kind of like your dog biting through you know <laughs> a thick coat it wouldn't hurt that bad probably but the fact that you're doing it you're definitely taking out something on these on these poor kids Poor kids. Yeah, I knew, I knew that there was something wrong that year. I had some issues that year, but not, then I got past it. I, I really haven't punched anyone in the stomach since. Have you ever been in a fight, like as an adult, like past 16? No, no, not really. No, I would say not a physical, no. I've gotten into verbal fights with people, sure, you know. Yeah, you've raised your voice? 
I've raised my voice, you know, on the streets of New York. How dare you? That kind of thing. And, yeah. You know, and you know, get in the fights with, you know, your relationship partners, that kind of thing. The people can, like you care most about. But, they, you know, for the most part, I've kind of stayed out of trouble with people I don't know. You've never been arrested. No, no. no. Have you? A couple times. No. Nothing <laughs> like that cool. You know, it was kind of the equivalent of punching a kid in the stomach when I was nine. But, you know, the, the law saw it, you know. Um, oh, that's another thing I got to tell you about. So the jails in New York, I believe you get a choice of uh, ham sandwich or cheese sandwich. Or maybe it's just cheese sandwich. But in St. Louis, I believe you get a choice of peanut butter or cheese. Interesting. Now, hmm, I wonder why that is. I wonder if peanut butter is probably cheaper than ham. I don't know. Or are there more vegetarians in St. Louis jails? It's a good question. I'm not sure. But I always thought that was kind of a weird thing. And maybe that was just the day. Because this was like around, this was a few, this is, must have been 12, 10 years ago or so. But I remember I had a friend that got arrested in St. Louis and a friend that got arrested in New York. And there was a difference. You know, I remember I got arrested. They gave me in New Orleans and they gave me, it, I don't think it was any uh, real animal. It was some kind of meat that it was, a it, whatever you think a mystery meat would be. <laughs> It was, it was worse than that. It was, and uh, so I just ate the bread around it. Um, I remember. <laughs> and I offered the meat to my uh, guy that was in there and he didn't want it. Although he had mashed potatoes all over his face. And here's the thing, Joe, no one else had mashed potatoes. Where did he get these mashed potatoes? I didn't know. It was scary. I thought he was going to kill me. He told me to call his wife when I got out. And I gave him my word and then I never did it. So, Oh who my gosh, Andrew. Bad karma. I've done a lot of those things. You ever do that? Like where you think you've done something to someone where the karma is going to get you back? I think a lot about karma. And I think that, the, I think usually when I've done something, I, I takes like, if I think that I'm in the right, usually I'll say it to somebody and then they'll be like, Mm. and then I'll realize I was in the wrong and then I'll feel really bad and then have to go back. But usually I think I'm doing the right thing and then someone will have to tell me otherwise and then I'll have to go back. But what makes them right? Uh, usually, usually when I'm all worked up in an emotional situation, I don't, I'm not quite right in the head. You know what I mean? I feel you. I mean, there's a yeah. reason why you're a comedian. Uh, yeah. When you're working at Jimmy Fallon, like it's a very like uh corporate kind of writing kind of job to be at did you ever like have panic there i can see it being like extremely nerve-wracking i you know i didn't have a lot of panic there a lot like i think a lot of people like somebody like one of my first months there somebody was like you're gonna want to go to the bathrooms on the eighth floor because those have the the stalls that go all the way down to the floor that way you can cry and I was always like, oh, right, right. But I never cried at work. I never, I never had like a panic at that much. It was like, I think it was mostly just like, there were so many people that worked there. It was like 200 plus people that worked there that like, you can't really mess up that bad. I mean, someone can get mad at you, but you're not going to like ruin the show. They're like, if you go to the eighth floor, Jimmy can't find you. <laughs> it's like, he's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like looking over the wall you know but it's the bathroom stall it's like no 
It's floor to ceiling. You're fine. But don't cry out loud. Because Jimmy will find you. You better How cry Jimmy? without Jimmy me. Jimmy seems like a nice guy. I met him one time. He seemed... How'd it go? Well, Nikki was doing late night. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he couldn't have seemed nicer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's my. That was my feeling from it. Although performing on that stage was nerve-wracking just watching it and you did a lot of things on there you, you played a lot of different characters that on there it's so cold in those studios too they keep it really cold you know so you got to be thinking like how i can't be shivering <laughs> i don't know i feel like your characters that you play shivering would be pretty good for it um, oh thanks I do think a lot of people, did you know, like maybe this might have been two years ago, the fashion, but a lot of people were wearing crop tops in their stand-up sets on late night. Mm. Did you notice it? I didn't notice that. But the guys? Boys and girls, yeah, that they were doing that. And I just remember thinking, they must be so freaking cold. Yeah, there is something to that. I mean, I guess, like, it's good for the crowd because it wakes them up. I mean, there's a reason why they keep it at, like, 60 degrees because then you're, <laughs> I don't know, I guess you laugh more when you're more aware, right, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, there's that whole thing, take cold showers, help circulation. Have you ever done you that? Take, uh, our hot water was out for about a week, and that was a lot of cold showers, but I hated it so much. I, it made me in a foul mood. Very foul. New York, that if I ever, whenever I look at an apartment, first thing I run, I run to the bathroom and I turn <laughs> on the hot water and the guy looks at me weird. And I go, I've been tricked once, <laughs> never again. Cause we had fucking, huh? well, for like five months, I, you didn't know what kind of water you were getting. It's, it will fuck with your brain. It's freaking torture. <laughs> what? I get it. Where was this? What? And how long you just lived there for five months? No, I lived there for six years, but they finally kind of fixed it. But during the winter, it would like, if you didn't shower at the right time, you're getting, you know, Niagara Falls in that bitch. Freezing. Anyone that's like, oh, you take a cold shower doesn't live in New York where you don't have heat in your bathroom. Like, it's (laughs) wild. It's like the only time we ever have heat is when we shower. You know what I mean? You're going from cold to cold. (laughs) That's fucking wild. It's cool if you're living in Florida and it's like, oh, I'm taking a cold shower. Then I'm going to go lay out <laughs> at 80 to fucking nine degrees. So stupid. But it might do. Anyways, it wakes an audience up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so what, did, what made you leave there? Um, I don't know. I think I'd had, I'd, I'd figured I'd, done, I'd learned as much as I could and uh, that I would, I'd saved up enough money that I could go. It was, it's, it was kind of a stressful you know, it's a, it's a kind of a high impact job. And I think that if you're not wired to like thrive on making the news funny, and that was at a time when the news was really, really, really not funny. And so it was kind of like a little bit, uh, I thought, I think I can leave here knowing I tried my best. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's something to that, to knowing when you're, when you're overstaying, not you're welcome, but just you're overstaying your limit of, because look, in our business, you know, like when you're coming up, the idea of making any money, let alone decent money is insane almost when you're coming up. 
And then you get this job to leave a job that's some well, very well paying to, you know, yeah, it's just, no, it's, it yeah. feels crazy. And, but I think that in the, I think that's like, there is like a, like a mark where you have to kind of decide whether you want to like, how, like how much money do you need and how much can, can you contribute to this job? And like, will you be doing the show any good and will you be doing yourself any good i do think that it is kind of like the, with this industry like you really don't know if you quit a job like will you ever have a job again and like is that a huge mistake and like maybe you should have lasted longer than you could have but I, I you just kind of have to free fall every single time i know it's fun it's, it's interesting it's funny if you left fallon for like more of a job you know like the joe pair and then it lasted like two weeks and then you're like <laughs> Hey Jimmy, um, I was actually in the bathroom stall the whole time. <laughs> I, <laughs> Larry David has that like famous story about quitting at SNL and then showing back up the next day like he didn't quit. And like, <laughs> you ever hear that story? He no. like screams. He's like, "I'm done. Fuck this place!" And then he shows up the next day, and they're like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "What?" Like made them feel weird. <laughs> but yeah so then you left there to do the joe joe Perez show mm -hmm. yeah that was yeah, you're the, so good in it oh thanks so much you're so talented that's very nice i i have to pretend to play the french horn in it which is not something it's easy to do oh know? i saw that episode when you're in the uh you gotta lighthouse really, you gotta pretend real hard but i do think that it's uh you pretended to play the piano too yeah, I gotta I gotta pretend to play a lot of instruments. <laughs> Do you have any musical talent? You would think a ton, I know, uh, mm -hmm. and you're right. <laughs> no, I'm not. I I can play some guitar. I can play like four chords. I learned the beginning of Satellite to try to, you know, eat a girl's butt, and for some reason she wasn't a real Dave head. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. I feel like I've never, I don't have the patience. I don't have the attention span uh, to yeah. learn a whole song is wild. <laughs> like maybe the first verse, but you're telling me some intricate part in minute 240 I'm going to get to. I don't even know how they remember these things. Can you Wait. imagine all those lyrics? I, I mean, I do think it seems very, it seems like a very, very different language, which is a very impressive, but nothing I have. But here's the thing, you remember, you, you've done an hour of stand-up before, you know? It was, it was hard. I do think it was hard. It was, yeah, I don't, I, I think I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I don't remember any of my jokes that I used to tell. I don't remember a single one. That's probably a great thing. Not, not saying your jokes are, were bad. I'm just saying it's, no, it I means that it. you've moved on with your life and you're probably living somewhat in the present, putting lip balm on, and you're not thinking <laughs> about, oh, I should have added a tag seven years ago and I would have made, you know, 20 grand more this year or whatever. <laughs> do, you, do you think like that? <laughs> no, um, okay. I don't. I, I don't think a lot. Um, <laughs> but I... I, I think more than people probably think, like, people go, oh, you don't write. You just go up there. And then if you look at my notes, I have, like, 8,000 notes of just, right. you know, what I want from emotes. And uh, 
And um, but no, but like I just I I don't I haven't done stand up for maybe like three. I did a few times during quarantine, and then we were just done. I was opening for Nikki, and we're like, yeah. So, but we're gonna go back on tour later this year if things get better. Yeah. And I'm like, do I do new? I don't know what the hell to do. I mean, what I were, like, what were people were people responding to like just kind of like pandemic related stuff or was it like they wanted to get away from it? Cause one time I heard that people really like dirty stuff during. Mm, I, I mean, I lean dirty, but not too dirty, mm-hmm. but you know, my stuff's pretty universal. It kind of, you know, you could be a plague and people would be like, Oh yeah. I also, you know, whatever jerked off in a hot tub, you know, something smart. Um, I remember you told me you, I, I, it was funny. You were like, uh, you were telling a story and I told you one time to like stop at the funny part and address it. And you like gave me credit one time. And I don't know. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And then you just skyrocketed and I'm like, hmm, probably shouldn't have <laughs> gave her that idea. <laughs> no, no. <I'm> <laughs> I've always regretted that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, but you should. How does it feel being on like a show where you're in acting and you're like the love interest and I don't know. It's like a show. It's 11 minutes. It's like Quibi yeah. before Quibi, which is fantastic. <laughs> I only need 11 minutes of a show. You guys. You don't like, you, okay. You don't, you don't think like 44 minutes because that's most dramas, right? Yeah. No, I like the 11 minutes. You think that's the good amount or maybe 22 good, minutes? Good, 22 good. minutes? What about okay. 22? Maybe 15, 16 could be perfect. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I do feel like you guys can sometimes the show will end and I want more from the storyline just because like, I don't know. I just want, like, I love these random characters in your show. The guy, like um, when Joe's uh, dad or Nana dies. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. I gave it away, but it was a helicopter accident. And uh, no, but like when she dies and, uh, there was the guy with like the goatee who was like sitting before Joe like left to uh, whatever, go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he had like the long ponytail mm-hmm. and he was just like, these guys you find are so fucking authentic. And it reminds me of like, so I have a stepbrother named Jake and he goes by Jake the snake <laughs> and he's got literally like 70 tattoos and they're all of like Florida, like some kind of Florida thing. And he's so authentically Florida. Like, if you casted him to drive a boat and to say, like, two lines in, you know, a show like yours, it would be, he'd be the best actor on earth (laughs) to just be that. Because it's so authentic. And I feel like with your show, I don't know where you get these actors. I got to assume you just find them at the milk store in the town. And they're fantastic. They're unbelievable. Is that my... No, I think, but I think that's true about acting. Unless you're, like... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix or whatever it's like it's kind of like you it's like so much better to just play someone that you're familiar with for sure yes yes I mean I I, yeah when I watch you do your character I'm not like oh my god a midwestern accent (laughs) how did she pull that off but 
there is there are differences of you between you and that character like she's that, obviously i think that's what's i i think that's really hard to do i think it's like you you spend your whole career that's what's weird about like getting comedians to be actors because you spend your whole creative mind trying to figure out your own voice and then like then you end up like the only jobs are mostly you either get to write for someone else's voice or you get to act as someone else. And it is kind of this weird thing where it's like you have to reverse directions of your whole creative mindset. It is. Yeah. They are like, find your voice, find your voice. And then they're like, can you not do that? (laughs) They're like a little bit too much. You got (laughs) it. That's too much of your voice. Um, I, yeah, I do. I think though, like so many comedians, you know, there's certain ones like Dan Licata, like different people on your show that write for your show that are so like, like I said, authentically themselves that like, I feel like when I was growing up, I don't know if you ever did this, but like I got into BMX and I was a BMX biker. Then I was a skateboarder. Then I was, uh, you know, a guy that picks his nose and eats it, you know, all these different kind of guys. And, and I, I just, and like, if I met you, I would like talk a little bit, maybe lighter. If I met a guy that was like, Hey, motherfucker. I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker. So I don't know who I am. A lot well, of I think that's what makes you, that's what makes your standup so interesting. I, I do, because I know you, I know just in terms of what you've told me, you've had like a very different life. Like back in, when you were living in Florida, it yeah. was like a very different, like you had that condo, right? Well, I was in real estate. I made all that money and lost everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like a total switch to what you're doing now. But I do think that it's like, that's kind of what makes you so fun to watch because it is kind of unpredictable. And in that way, it's like, it's very, like, I could tell you what, isn't it weird that I like, I could tell you what your voice is, but you have no idea. I think I know now, I think honestly, going back to Florida this past month before, I, I honestly, I think, I I don't know. And since like I've been working with Nikki and like not running around open mics and like, I just, I was more to myself and I really did start to feel like, Oh, I'm, I almost had to go somewhere else to come back to kind of who I was at the beginning, who I was more probably authentic. I don't know. It's like all like a mind fuck, but point being is like, I like, sports i like you know simple things you know i like going to outback (laughs) i don't i'm i'm creative but i'm not gonna blow your mind you know like and that's okay you know like i'm not i'm you know i don't know like i I think that you do i think that you're ultimately employing your number one strategy which is um like lowering expectations and then actually blowing people away well thank you that's very nice i I think we both do that pretty well I think, I think you come in as the low tide and then you're like flooding. <laughs> well, that's, I, I thank you. I, I, I honestly think like, um, yeah, I, you just, I think Tom Segur or something told me, he's like, you're going to have to get on stage and it sounds like the 10,000 hours, but he's like, you're literally going to have to get on stage for 10 years to just talk like you talk normally. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's true. It's, it is true. And it is, I think it's like, the people that that seem like they can talk normally like without 10 years it's like i think that's why they advance so quickly because it just it feels so different because like there is like i remember i was walking uh my dog and there was a by the park and there was a stand-up show going on in the park and i couldn't really hear the stand-up show but i could hear the stand-up cadence 
from the microphone. And it was like, and I was like, oh, oh, that's a new comic. And it, yeah, it felt very I know. recognizable. I know, and I hear that. I I want. I can't watch stand up right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll get back <laughs> into it again. I just, I, I, it really like. It's like chalk. It's like nailed on a chalkboard <laughs> when I hear that. Like, so, uh, you know, what's the deal with freaking men, you know, or women, you know, or like what's, or I was here the other day, and it's like, oh my god, I'd rather <laughs> fucking stab my dick. Um, but you know, but now you're doing the acting stuff. Do you even think about doing stand up again, or are you just? Well, I I just haven't done any. I haven't done. I've done some Zoom shows, but not really anything on that could be called stand up. But I I think that uh, what I noticed about myself during this time is that I really really relied on the crowd, either either with a crowd work piece or just as like constant um, affirmation that it, what I was saying made sense or whatever. And a lot of times it didn't make sense and I'd learned that and it felt bad, but I think that it, it, that's something that I learned that I really do need to perform. And um, so I don't miss it because I know it's not possible right now, but yeah, I haven't done. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like, you know, you were, you were really incredible at, at testing the temperature of a room and within seconds, people loving you. And I mean, it was, so nice. you know, you really was, it was, it's, it was incredible and infuriating to watch. Um, <laughs> I hated every second of it. What, um, so then, so then Joe says, Hey, let's go to the middle. Where, where, where do you even film that show? Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> where do you film this show? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So was I right though? Do you find those actors in Milwaukee? Like just, um, I think that a lot of people are cast out of Milwaukee or Chicago. Is I, I think if they're not like a recognizable New York comedian, they're usually based out of Milwaukee or Chicago. I mean, the scene where the Nana is dead and they come in with the balloons and then you tell them that his Nana died was so great and so funny and so sad. And that's what that... Sh- kind of you're like joe when he's at the hair parlor with like the six women and it's just like i it's interesting with this show with how you guys write and i mean do you write on it as well i know you're the producer you guys from how i view it it's it's not it's almost like you're anti-jokey while saying jokes is that like talked about in the room to to because you don't overwrite at all. And I'm not saying that as like a, uh, as a negative, if anything, it's like, how do you simplify more? And I feel like that's what Joe does so well. And, you know, that's what the show does so well. It's like, it's so simple that it's so complex is how I view it. Is that what you guys shoot for? I mean, I think we shoot for it, but I think it's like, obviously Joe does the final touches on anything to make sure it's in his voice. And I think that is kind of his style of stand up as well, where it's like, I think that's why people kind of like when you like see him for the first time, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe he just did a joke about touchdowns. Like that was like, and you're like, what? (laughs) Like you try to say to someone else and they're like, what are you talking about? But it's like, you really are like taken in by this, like 
Um, yeah, he talks about bridges and he talks about beans for the full first episode. Granted, it's only 11 minutes. It should be 17. But, like, like who, who goes, okay, you know, I'm going to just talk about beans. And then someone goes, well, yeah, but what about beans? It's almost like when Seinfeld, when they're like, we're going to do a show about nothing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to just talk about different kinds of beans. Some people are like, why would anyone like that? And then you watch it and for some reason it's like meditation. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I didn't. Well, I, uh, I'm glad you, I didn't realize that you watched the show so closely. I'm glad you watched it. Well, I mean, I knew you'd be on and, and so, you know, oh I wanted God. to check it out. It's not like I watch your half hour or anything. <laughs> Thank you. Please. <laughs> that was really, it really was bad. I, I can't believe how many big things I've bombed, completely bombed. Did I tell you there's a crane that fell over in the middle of that thing? What? I bombed my half hour. People fucking hated me. And a crane fell over in the middle of it. And that was the only laugh I got. Because I was like, is anyone, oh, is everyone okay? And that was so shocking that people <laughs> laughed at that. And I was like, huh, that's, that's the big moment of release. Okay, so you have this, we'll end on this because I think this is, and then maybe we can talk about your dog's dick again but um <laughs> the <laughs> probably why he's biting people it's probably weird looking it's probably like overly red <laughs> anyways so <laughs> so you have this half hour it's in new orleans right yeah. it's like every comedian's kind of like it's kind of your goal especially when you start stand up mm -hmm. it's like yeah. get a half hour mm -hmm. you're you usually do extremely well in like the brooklyn setting where <laughs> you know it's like intellectual people that kind of get you they kind of get the fact that like yeah. you're quirky and the reason why you're quirky you're confident but you're confident within this uh non-confident persona way so you bring this confident, non-confident persona to New Orleans where it's like a fake fucking your big name, big lights, and everyone wants you to just get up there and be like, yeah, I fucking eat my own pussy. What's up? But you go up there and you're like, what's up with dogs or whatever? And they probably ate you alive. They hated it so much. <laughs> they hated it. They were like, <laughs> I can so see it. I can see it. Oh, my God. So what are you doing? Because 30 minutes must have felt like an hour and a half. Well, that's why I was so glad that piece of machinery <laughs> fell over. I was so relieved. I mean, sometimes you really pray for a miracle, and the, and the big piece of machinery falls over in the middle of your half hour. But, but then did they have to stop, and, like, the lights came on, and they moved the crane, and then you had to start again? Yeah, they sometimes, I guess they... They, yeah, they stopped and then they told me that it had been <laughs> addressed and then I had to go back to my damn material, which they just really didn't care for. So they, Were you I think like, they wanted more crane. <laughs> I need more crane. <laughs> Can anything else fall? Can yeah, anything? Have you ever, have, like a light on my head, have you ever bombed for a long period mm -hmm. of time? Yeah, I feel like you can't, I feel like you'd save it. No, that's my trust. Not the first you, year. Like, not my first. I, I've I've had two bombs that that hurt so bad <laughs> that um, I'd rather my parents get divorced 
on my birthday and then they both die in a plane crash. Like that's, that's how bad it hurt. Like my buddy hired me. I was like six months in and I don't know if I told you, but like I had a, a Wookiee that <laughs> I used to do uh, one liners with a Wookiee on stage. <laughs> Did I ever tell you this? I probably should have. You probably would have put me on a show quicker. And um, so, <laughs> so, so he played slide guitar and I would do one liners and he was like seven feet tall and I left the Wookiee and I, cause well, the Wookiee left me. It was kind of a Yoko Ono situation cause he got a girlfriend and also doing the Wookiee in Florida. It's very hot. So he was very sweaty and he was just like, I'm not the star. I'm done. So I ended up start doing my own thing and I, and I, and next thing you know, my buddy's like, and I'm just starting to do like more like story based kind of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I literally have like maybe six minutes of material. My buddy goes, Hey, can you do 45 minutes for, you know, this, uh, Orlando, uh, like kind of Republican, uh, ish, uh, clubhouse. And, um, it was all like the most conservative people you've ever seen in your life. And I went up there. I followed a band. There was no stage. I was just on the dance floor. (laughs) And the only person I could hear laugh is my buddy that booked me laughing at me. (laughs) Like 200 people. I swear to God, 45 minutes. I am sweating so hard. And I just hear my buddy going, (laughs) oh, 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 that's bad. Oh, God. Nothing. Oh. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I wanted to cry. And I remember I finally, I, I finally got him a little bit cause I, I did crowd work and I, and I remember just making fun of a rich guy's socks. Like, oh, you probably just buy socks instead of wash those, you bitch. I don't know. Like I just like, and then I had a similar story where I did that another time and I did crowd work. I was with like these billionaires for Wyatt Coke, who's like the Coke brother's nephew. Oh my God. <laughs> and he, he saw me do a show. And again, I had to do like 20 minutes and I had like five minutes. And um, it was just in a restaurant. And I was just, I, I was, I was bombing so hard. Like I was talking about living at my grandma's across the street from my other grandma's. And they were just like, they just felt bad for me. Like they didn't see, isn't that the worst when you're like being self-deprecating? And it's like, yeah, I know it's sad you fucking dick with your bow ties. So, <laughs> so. I, I, I just, I just, it's yeah. terrible. I, I think yeah, I remember sorry, one I'm time like, I, I did. No, I just did as, just as a tangent. I just remember one time I told a joke in LA about how I had stained underpants and people go, uh, and I was like, Oh no. But yeah, that was, it was, it's yeah. the worst. It's the worst. It's like, yeah, I know they're stained. I put the stains there. I'm fucking being tough by telling you. You know what I mean? It's like fucking annoying. So then I'm, bo- I'm bombing. Yeah. I'm, I'm eating. I could hear them eating lobster. That's how quiet it is. I was getting heckled by a fucking crustacean named Dave. Fucking Dave the lobster. Just, I could hear the butter, them dipping the butter. That's how quiet it was. And everyone's just staring at me. It, there was no mic. There was no microphone. I was just standing in the corner of a restaurant. 
of like a <laughs> private room, like Illuminati. And finally I did crowd work and I was like, what do you do for a living? I was like, I didn't have any material left. I was like six minutes in. I was like fucking the wall at one point. I was doing like a, anyways. So I go, what do you do? And he's like, I run my parents' um, hedge fund or whatever. And I was like, oh, you're a fucking trust fund baby. And they finally laughed. They laughed at that. I was oh. like, so then I was like, what do you do? And did another guy. I was like, okay, I'll just run with this. And the guy's like, mm-hmm. I run my family's vineyard. I go, Psh, you're fucking worse than that guy. You rich bitch. You trust fund baby. They're dying. And then the next guy, I go, what do you do? And he goes, uh, I work uh, in air conditioning. I go, get out of here, you poor piece of shit. Why did they even invite you here? And no one laughed. No one thought it was funny because I think this guy invented the air conditioner. Like, like, and and then his buddy, it got real quiet and he goes, actually, air conditioning is a very profitable business with uh, a very sustainable business with incredible profit margins. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I did like 12 minutes out of the 20. And then I had to sit back down and eat the rest of the meal with them while they told me what I should do up there. And then he didn't have my money. So then I had to go play him in tennis the next day. And, I, and it was all, he had to wear all white. And I, so I spent like $100 on an all white outfit. <laughs> then I beat him in tennis. That felt good. This guy, Wyatt Coke. I got to show you a picture of him. He's such a dickhead. But anyways, he was nice. He crushed. He did great. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to go up there and introduce you. And he just like talked to Like he was funny. Great material. Um, <laughs> talked about like Goldman Sachs not having enough money for him. Something like that. Yeah, so you're up there, right? I, and then you're, you're bombing. And <laughs> if the crane falls... <laughs> Then you get off stage and it's like one of those things like, do you want people to go, that that was good? Or like, did you hear that? Or did you, was your manager there? Like, Yeah, my manager's been there for every time I've majorly bombed at a huge opportunity. And I can tell he has like a, a now a way of delivering this news where he's like, no, it was good. It was really good. It was, <laughs> no, it was good. And then, and then I know that I've done, I've done. I've done badly. So you're backstage. Oh, that's not the only reason who, I know. Who, yeah. who were you on that night with? Uh, Joel Kim Booster. How did he do? He crushed. Yeah, he really crushed. Did he, he did go really first well. or second? Yeah, he went first. Yeah, he went first. Oh, that felt that must have felt good. Too. I mean, it actually probably would have probably felt worse to watch him crush with the same audience. But <laughs> what's funny is it wasn't even like like a real club act that did really well. Like maybe they were smart, you know? <laughs> maybe they did get you. They just still didn't like you. <laughs> they got every joke. They just... <laughs> Wait, what else did you bomb on? I bombed another one of those Comedy Central shoots. I had them take it down. It was so bad. Um, I bombed just for laughs. Um, let's see. Then what, what, what do you think it is about you, right? Where you have mm-hmm. failed in the most important times of what you think your career should be. And you mm-hmm. failed, yet you still got incredible opportunities. And not only did you knock them out of the park once you got them, how can someone see through that that you – 
are actually that talented that the audience just wasn't like they hated you. <laughs> I think that I think that that is. I think it says a more about the um, there. I think nowadays there's just less of like this is going to be the big shot. I think it says more about that that it's like there's no big shots anymore. It's like it's just continuing to do this this shit is so hard and so soul crushing that if you can continue to do it year after year you probably will eventually get something i don't know about that (laughs) i don't agree with that at all i've heard that like just stick with it no you got something quick after doing terrible apparently I mean, you wrote for Jimmy Fallon. You were on Fallon. Like, you've gotten amazing opportunities. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they were like, no. But you know what? They probably saw you a lot in New York doing your show. Like, there's more to you than just that, obviously. Sure, sure. I haven't bombed every single time I'm on stage. That's for sure. (laughs) I've done at some point, done well enough to get somewhere. But I do think that it's, um, yeah, the, the... when my mind says like big opportunity, that's when I know I'm gonna do pretty badly. Almost always. There's, I, there, there's but you always like did well on Fallon. A what? You did well on Fallon every time. Every time you. Oh, but that that also didn't feel like it was my big opportunity. It was just like okay, get into the dress and go, 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 and then you're oh. like you're kind of serving somebody else. So it's like you don't really have to be. It's not all on you. I think it's like the big stand-up opportunities that kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. But oh, I think that some people, are like, I remember that I went to see Casey James Lango's taping of his half hour. He went 50 minutes nonstop, kicking his legs up, crushing, absolutely crushing. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The audience was like, yeah! like screaming it was so beautiful and i was like this guy he's that he's made for stand-up he's made for it but here's the thing you've gotten way more jobs post that well i think that's kind of what's fucked up about this industry because it's like (laughs) that's just it doesn't seem part that's what doesn't seem like right i'm not saying that you're not as not as as talented as him i'm just saying you can crush an opportunity and still not get anything from it in this business and that's and it's terrible that's a yeah. terrible part of it yeah and so it's very soul crushing because it is soul crushing yeah. yeah yeah um i mean i think that's a great place to end that no matter how good you do uh, nothing positive will happen <laughs> you should do very poorly how did it feel to be back in that hotel room that night in new awesome. orleans <laughs> it was really awesome yeah it was really awesome um but I, yeah, I do think that, uh, yeah, man, you know what I really want to plug? I do want to plug Casey's half hour if I can. I mean, don't do that. I really would love to. Fine. I, do think I would recommend it. This feels like a make-a-wish thing. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. No, our friend Casey James Salango, he's very funny. Uh, I've, I've told this story, not on here, but like, I remember I got to New York and I was like, wonder what stand-ups like you know not i wonder but like i was doing open mics and i wasn't seeing anyone that was like whoa like that really you know i was seeing like a lot of people that were like intellectual you know Mm -hmm. but no one that was like really like killing you know like in the open mic world and i remember i walked into no malice and uh the bar in east village and 
and it was like all he was all the way in the back and i just walked in it was a very long like bar you know like to get to him and i just hear him and just this voice and i'm like i've never heard is there a bear loose like and and people are laughing about it for some reason and and i just got closer and it almost felt like i was getting like beamed in like an alien like to his funniness and i and i just i went from all the way from the back of the bar and i slowly just like almost fucking segued like glided like a ghost to watch him perform a joke about a cat running for mayor and i was like why is this the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life so that being said and that's when i was like oh okay like this is yeah did you become friends that night? Yeah, I did this thing where, like, I was very, um, forever, like, I, I feel like I was a little needy. I, in New York, I, it's so hard to not be needy and not, like, like just want people to like you because you right. want to succeed and that's the only reason why you moved there and everything else is shit. So how can you play it cool? But <laughs> I think he got done and I was like, that was great. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to another. I was like, I'll go with you, you know. <laughs> And I think I did that with a couple comics and like became friends that way. Um, but yeah, I think we became friends pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I remember just following him around. I was like, I should learn from him. That's how I thought, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think that like whenever I watch, um, it, like I think that is true a lot of times where it's like stand up when you like, especially like last winter, I remember going to shows and just kind of being like, disillusioned where I was just not enjoying it very much anymore and there are some people that I see and then it really makes me remember that I really like mm-hmm. comedy and it's so it, it I wish it didn't it didn't happen as infrequently as it did but like he's like that for me and you're like that for me and it's like there's certain I don't know what the quality is but it's like a bubbliness about the stand-up that it makes me so happy to know these people and there's something beautiful about knowing someone that's good at something and, and, and they're not, and I'm, I'm not like talking, but like you're, they're good, but they're not um, pompous. And in New York, there's just so much of that of like, and it comes in different forms. Like the, yeah. this like ego, there's so much ego just running around New York. And it comes yeah. out in different ways with the seller guys or like UCB guy, like there, or like, there's just like this different kind of, and it's just refreshing to talk to someone that you'd probably like here in St. Louis. Like, you know what I mean? That would just be like, oh, I'd like to go to a diner with that person and just talk about the most random shit ever. And, and it doesn't feel like he's judging my answers or she's judging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I think yeah. that's what it, for me, that's what it is. Like, you know, like I, I, I love being, I love doing comedy when it's like, whether you do good or bad, like the people are there, like your friends are there to like, it doesn't feel like, uh, Oh wow. He fucking, he really did. You know, like, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, it is, it is interesting. Cause like, I feel like you, you, you were always doing your own thing. And that's what I like, you know, whether it was your radio show, your pun show, like you were always running around and like, mm-hmm. you've earned everything you gotten even though you bombed at the half hour like (laughs) you really are and i think that if you guys should watch uh joe parrot talks with you it should be joe firestone if you ask (laughs) me 
that's what I wrote an email, scathing email to him. And um, where else can, what else do you want to plug? Anything? Mm, I, I think that uh, you would listen to Dr. Game Show. That's, that would be a good plug. Dr. Game Show? Mm-hmm. And where's that? That's on the, the where, however you get your podcast. Okay. Okay. So it's a podcast. Okay. Okay. I mean, bring in the crane and the dog dick. Thank you so much for doing this, Joe. I love you. I wish we got to hang out more. Come to St. Louis. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. You're so funny. You're the best. You're the best. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. You know, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet, wet, I'm so wet, I'm so wet, I'm so, so, so wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yes, puddles. Mm-hmm. Puddles.